0: Welcome to our first episode of A Walk in the Black Forest, The Goodies Podcast. This episode was recorded on Saturday, April 18th, 2020. We started this thing about 10 days ago, and unfortunately, Tim Brooke Taylor died just before we were ready to do our first episode. Tonight, we're planning on doing uh, a tribute to Tim and, and the comedy of the goodies. And joining us, we have internationally renowned author, uh, comedian, digital image manipulator and creator of the image that we're using on our podcast homepage. And this is the famous ET goodies image. It has the moon in the background and the three goodies on the transom in silhouette over the moon absolutely fabulous image and and this fellow has given us permission to use this image on our podcast so I'd like to thank him very very much for that live from Dublin in Ireland we have Mike Owen Carroll join us for a bit of a chat and recollections on what Tim brooke Taylor and the goodies meant to us when we were growing up Hopefully you'll stick around with us and have a bit of fun. This is A Walk in the Black Forest, The Goodies Podcast. Uh, with us tonight, we have Paul, Fiona, Jim and a very close friend of ours, Mike, from Ireland, who we literally met about 15 minutes ago. How are you doing? Thanks for
1: joining us, Mike. Hello. Thank you, everybody. Uh Yes, I'm from Dublin, Ireland. So it's uh 11:31 in the morning here. Where are you guys? Australia. Australia. Sydney. Sydney, Australia. Mm. And wow. it's 8:30
2: p.m. at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's tomorrow in your time then. It is it's still uh, Saturday. It's no, still no, Saturday, we're... yeah. We're, we're oh, Saturday, Saturday. No. Oh, so. Yeah. But oh, it's, okay, all, yes. it's so, dark now.
3: Yeah. But we're still uh, 2019
1: though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're still <laughs> 1977. So so the goodies are still on, which is good. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's go back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I'm going to show you out the window. Hold on a sec. Outside. They look like
0: Irish cars. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they, they, they do. Different sound, that's for sure. So just to do the introductions, yeah. Mike, um, I'm Todd. Um, Hello, Todd. Paul, Paul, Jim and Fiona. We, we're all um, friends from a long time ago. Uh Fiona, long, I, was, I went to school in kindergarten with. Um, wow. We, we all grew Big up French? in the same town. Paul, I just picked up in a gay bar one night. So he's um <laughs> he's been doing this line for ages. It's a long story. The truth be known, I'm sitting in my wife's closet right now. So uh... <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Literally. So everyone, Mike was um Generous enough to let us use the image, the uh, ET image, for our uh, our podcast. So, thanks very much for that, Mike. We really appreciate appreciate that. Thank you very
4: much. It's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah,
0: don't be overwhelmed with our professionalism, Mike. We're we're old. We've never called it professionalism. (laughs) How this all started? I mean, we were um, we, we decided to do a goodies podcast, and as fate would have it, Tim Brooke Taylor dies five days later. A week so, later. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, very, very sad. Yeah. I, I was I was shocked. Um, someone put up uh, on Facebook, I saw someone put up the link of him on the BBC's The One Show where they were singing uh, The Girlfriend in a Coma to the tune of Tiv Troy oh, Yes! Wasn't that hilarious? I, I was crying laughing. It was so beautiful. And I hadn't realized that the reason someone had shared it was because they wanted to share something because Tim had, had died. And I thought this was great and I never thought any more of it. And then later on I went down to uh, to finish the work with it. Went down to my wife and I was thinking, oh, I must show you this online. And before I got to it, the news came up that Tim was gone. And I, yeah. You know, that's, that was tough. Yeah, I always identified more with Tim than with the others because I'm a coward too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Aww.
4: Graham was too smart for me and Bill was, he was, <laughs> Too wild. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have been like Bill, but I know I'm
1: not. Yeah, of course. You,
4: you're a, you're an artist, then, Mike.
1: No, I'm am a writer. Uh, mostly, I'm a novelist. Uh, I write science fiction and, and so I write um, comic books. Wow. and things like that. <laughs> Novels and this some of my books behind me. Uh, um,
3: uh, I just I assumed that was a fake background, but they're real books. No, yeah, No, I have I have no, upwards,
1: upwards of five or six books. Yeah. Uh, wow. No, I've written somewhere in the region of. 40-ish books. Whoa! Uh, I do a bit of art, uh, but I'm, I'm mostly... I can't create, but I can manipulate art. Um, mm-hmm. So I can tweak things in Photoshop, but I'm not good at creating something from the ground up. So, uh, yeah, I do a lot of, of fake movie posters and things like that. Like, that's where the uh, the, the ET slash goodies poster came from. I, I do see. a lot of that on my Facebook page and so on. I was <laughs> just
3: wondering about how uh, how your lockdown is with compared to our lockdown. Are you... Uh, is everyone staying indoors? Like we Theoretically,
1: do? yeah, um, we're not allowed to travel more than, I think it's two kilometers from home, which uh, sometimes if you're out on the road, the, the, the cops will stop you and say, where are you going? What are you doing? Why does that woman in the back of your car not have a head? And things like this. <laughs> but generally, if you're just going out to the, to the chemist or something, then that's fine. You know, they, they don't mind. But uh, it, we're definitely encouraged to stay home as much as possible. But I've been doing this for 21 years full time as a writer. Wow. Uh, so I'm, I'm used to staying in all day. So uh, my work hasn't changed at all. So uh, everybody else has to change, but not me.
4: I, I'm still going to work every day into the city. Um, oh, wow. So I've got an hour on the train each way. And oh, man. Um, yeah, Prostitute. then I'm in. Sorry?
0: Prostitute, I was just telling you. <laughs>
4: yeah. Very very cheap <laughs> prostitute, no, and um, yeah. But the ritual of evolved when I get home. Just it takes me, I don't know, maybe half three quarters of an hour just to get in the house and get settled, because you know shoes off at the door, go and wash yeah. hands, have a complete shower, yeah. the whole thing, everything. Try not to touch anything. Then clean my glasses, clean my mobile phone, clean anything that's mm. been into the city. Before I can sit down. I can just
3: imagine your husband hosing you off in the driveway.
4: That would be <laughs> quick if way. only he would, Jim,
2: if only he would. How does the Australian accent sound to a man from Dublin?
1: Um, uh, on, I'm, I'm looking at the, the subtitles here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's fine. We're, we're used to uh, Australian accents because uh, Paul Hogan basically, <laughs> and uh, Google it. and
0: Come on down, we'll throw another shrimp on the barbie.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's, it was, um, in, in, in Dublin, or in Ireland, we have all different accents, there's mm. not just one Irish accent. Mm. Yeah. There's the, the Belfast one, which is the, the one that basically makes you poo your pants, it's so terrifying. <laughs> and the oh, cork one.
3: accent. Yeah. Very hard sound.
1: Uh, yeah, that's Jerry <laughs> uh, Adams and please. Sinn Féin. Yeah did they say hello and you think oh my god what have I done <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah no the Aussie accent is great well there's, obviously there are different types but uh... so Mike we believe you are a super fan a goody super fan uh, I, I think so um, I, 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 I'm not great with things like remembering the names of episodes or things like that or the name of the show or, or who was in it but we didn't really <laughs> get the um, the, the the TV show as much over here as, as the, um, the movie, you know, when the kids go off and they, they're exploring and the treasure in there. Oh, wait a minute. That was, ah, the, the that was the Goonies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, we were, um, yeah, <laughs> we were, uh, huge fans growing up. Um, I'm 54. So, uh, when the goodies started, I was younger and, um, <laughs> I was, uh, hang on. What? It was 1970, wasn't it? So yeah, I was, I was a little kid. So I would have grown up with the goodies and, um, they were my Monty Python, if you like, yeah, until I discovered yeah. Monty Python. Um, they were the goodies were they were silly and they were funny, but they were also accessible to a kid, and when Python weren't. Um, they were so much fun, and then they disappeared. And they, I know in Australia, they they showed, they they repeated the goodie shows a lot. They never repeated them here. Yeah, um, there was a,
0: a, yeah. a time period in Australia, it's kind of late seventies, early eighties, I guess it would have been when. Um, I can remember running home from school to get home and watch The Goodies and Doctor Who and yeah. Kenny Everett video show all on, um, mm. all on the ABC, which is our, our national broadcaster here.
4: Yeah. Um, when, when Todd and Jim and, well, when we were all growing up, Todd, Jim and I lived in a country town. And when we were growing up, we only had two TV channels. We had the ABC, which is like your BBC. It's the public yeah. broadcaster. And we had a commercial channel which was cobbled together of all the three other commercial channels at the time. So goodies were shown on the ABC and it was one of the few shows that were put on for kids and for older kids, not for yeah. I yeah, Unlike so, you,
3: it was uh, on repeat, on repeat. I, yeah, so we saw the episodes many times. Yeah. So why, why do you think the, uh, the show stuck with you so long after it stopped airing?
1: I think it's because... Um, Probably because I, I peeped my pants literally <laughs> and actually a few times watching it, so it was so funny and uh, there's one episode it's the uh, the goodies safari park where they have all of the uh, the celebrities Celebrity yeah Rolf uh, Yes, yeah. exactly Rolf yeah Rolf was huge over here growing up obviously sorry we, about we don't that. talk we don't talk about yeah it we're now. sorry <laughs> yeah. with the with the uh, the goodies yeah the bit where they were uh, they were chasing after one of the escaped celebrities and they want to shoot him with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> yes. And he had to jump out of the jeep, and then rub alcohol on his arm, <laughs> and then shoot him. <laughs> and I swear to God, that that broke me up, and I, I, I literally laughed so hard that a little bit of pee came out. And it was, it was so good. I mean, I was laughing for weeks at that. It was such a clever idea. <laughs> and then they used the same gag on the um, the Kit and Kong yeah, episode. Kit and yeah, Kong. They did too. Yeah. I mean, that's genius. It's it's that level of invention that um, that. that made them stand out above everything else that was wild,
0: incredible it? writing um, as a oh, team yeah. I mean they were Pure fantastic yeah. as writers and I, I guess you know there's a bit of a background man we started this thing about 10 days ago and then as, as fate would have it uh, Tim Brooke Taylor passes away so we're kind of coming to the end of a very very sad week for Goodies fans but um, we're, we're going to try and do a bit of a, a tribute to Tim and and some of the the lasting memories he's left us uh if you go all the way back to willy wonker in the chocolate factory i mean he was a standout in that he he played Mm. such a great part there um very tim brooke taylor um and that was an uncredited role it was yeah it's an
3: uncredited
2: yeah Mm.
3: funny how uh, that wasn't graham garden being the whole computer thing (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) i like what you're saying before there mike about how um the goodies was more accessible to children than monty python because they were both on tv at the same time obviously a lot of crossover between the yeah. two and the whole absurd humor mm. but you're right i mean i never thought of that the, python was a bit kind of obscure for us but the goodies weren't
1: the, it was the time slot because the monty python was on after 9 p.m and yeah. the goodies oh. were on earlier so we would would have been sent to bed before nine so uh yeah. Yeah. you know so the goodness was was. It felt like it was there for us, and it was. They were a little bit rude, but they weren't too bad. So you, you felt like they were being naughty. Mm. Um, yeah, they, they certainly weren't away as
0: risque with... as Python.
1: Oh no, no, certainly not. Well, no, they could. I be. have just rewatched the first season, and there's a lot of them um, of new, full frontal female nudity. Well, not full frontal. Topple, free. Yeah, from the waist up, female nudity that I do not remember seeing as a kid. But then again, <laughs> I didn't see those episodes when I was a kid, so you know.
3: Did you also get Doctor Who as a kind oh, of, yeah. a, at the yeah. same time, like Goodies, Doctor Who, Goodies, Doctor Who, to
1: Yeah, well, like, the, the about... Doctor Who used to be on Saturday evenings, and, and I think it was, when I was growing up. Um, yeah, we I remember compared uh, to being the Doctor, mm-hmm. and then after... One season for one season for me, he turned into Tom Baker. So that's mm. roughly the era in which I started.
0: That, that's exactly the era I watched too. And um interesting, we saw Pertwee in an episode of the goodies uh,
3: recently.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yeah. There you go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when we started this podcast, uh Pod asked us to pick out two episodes that stood out to us. And uh, I remember I for some reason I, I thought of the lighthouse one. And I think yeah. now it might have been because Doctor Who also had a lighthouse episode as well, which used it the same it set. The same time. It did it? Yeah, used the same set. A horror uh, of Fang Rock. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, now that's why it's, it's linked in my head. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't ask you, Mike, what's your favourite episode because that would be a bit of a.
1: I was hugely fond of the end where they're basically oh, the ending yes, the world. Yeah, classic. I think yeah, that it was as just my was a... all-time
0: favourite episode. Yeah.
1: It's just done as a bottle show because they run out of money, and it yeah. just shows you when you're when you're writing, if you have uh, if you give yourself obstacles, you can you know you can climb to greater heights by climbing on top of the obstacles.
3: So you're a writer, aren't you, Mike? I am. there, Sadly, a writer. Yes. So do you give yourself obstacles to today? Uh, yeah, sometimes
1: in? I force myself to get a particular scene written in a certain amount of time. Because if you have um, a totally blank page and you can go anywhere, you tend to sit there going nowhere because you don't have a direction. But if you if you give yourself specific goals or specific challenges, like to write an entire um, chapter without, say, uh, any dialogue, that's not too hard. Say, without using the word the, that's hard. Um, admittedly, you, you know, they're not very good for the readers. But sometimes you have to give yourself to, um, obstacles because if you don't have obstacles, no conflict if you no know conflict you've no interest and if you know interest you've no readers uh, i've no readers anyway but you know that's that's okay yeah. i'm
2: gonna look it up oh, yeah, has there sure. been concepts or devices that you borrow from the goodies and put into your writing
1: oh yeah certainly well i i, I, I subconsciously i'm sure I can't think of specific ones because I definitely try not to put specific uh, mm. elements in. But I've written a lot of, of fairly humorous stuff. I know I've, put, I've, I've used gags or riffs on their gags, I'm sure, at some point. I can't think of any examples offhand, though. But yeah, there's definitely been so much of an influence. I could not do that.
3: Yeah. That's one thing that the Australians have in common with the Brits and the Irish, is that we really get or appreciate that absurd humor, the kind of nonsense humor, um, yeah. That doesn't seem to have translated so well in American humour. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we love the, the goodies in Australia. It's extremely popular here.
0: I've it's tried a, to show my kids um, the goodies, but they just look at me shake their head and go, "What is this?" Well,
4: really? my my son, my son races to watch the goodies episodes with me. He's loving it, oh, and that's he great. loves Python. He loves Python as well. He gets he gets both the two shows and yeah he just he laughs out loud at tim he just (laughs) thinks tim is so funny and we what did we watch this afternoon radio goodies where they've got the pirate radio station i mean Uh, you've watched that we watched that when we were kids we loved it we loved it because it was just so
1: silly and graham went
4: completely off the deep end (laughs) oh
1: I I love just, that when Grave goes power bat it is the best thing ever. Oh,
4: no
0: one does crazy like Graham Garden.
4: He is so good at it. And I'm watching it, and my son is just roaring with laughter at what's going on. And he's they're shooting the mail. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the ocean. That's a pond.
2: <laughs> and I must oh, congratulate yeah. you. My son, younger son's almost there, but he hasn't got that kind of. Loyalty to the show yet. I'm working oh. on it.
4: Oh, well, when we watched Kitten Kong last weekend, the cat even watched oh. that because was she <laughs> was watching the cat.
0: <laughs> so we obviously still think the episodes are funny. I mean, I, I re-watch them frequently. Uh, do you think they've aged well? And uh, look, some of the humour, do you think they'd get away with that today?
4: Some parts of the humour, a lot of it still holds up. Um, because funny is funny there is stuff that dates itself (laughs) Um, some of the ways they do the chase scenes which are very Benny Hill
0: very Benny Hill
4: very Benny Hill Um, and especially when they will you know slap a lady on the bum or whatever as they go through especially in the earlier episodes yeah but um, they don't hold up so well another thing is you don't realise until you're older and you know a little bit more about how the world operates, how political some of their comments are, and oh, some yeah. of the, you know, like radio goodies is massively political. Of
1: yeah.
4: um, course, they're having a massive jab at the BBC, yeah. and the way Britain's being run at the time, and you don't realise that you just take it at face value as a child and in and love watching it. For yeah. what it is, yeah, and a lot of the stuff
0: away. was was quite risque. I mean, there's a lot of misogynistic terms and um, uh, quite a bit of yeah, blackface. That,
1: mm. that oh, was for o- sure.
0: openly, openly done in, in comedy, and, and particularly in, in Britain, uh, when you look at shows like um, Love Thy Neighbor and and stuff like oh. that. I mean, yeah, openly racist, and you just oh, yeah. you can't do that stuff these days.
2: No. There are a oh, couple of other I'm things down, that the down, PC yeah. people may not like, but there's certainly some um, gay references now that have become very obvious now. Yeah. And I, know, I remember that Jim and I were referring to that line in the Lighthouse one where they refer to one of the characters on the radio as the cross-channel ferry. Yes. And they weren't, <laughs> me, they weren't meaning it as a boat going across the water. But then you've also got some little digs at religion, and then I'm thinking of the Welsh episode where they have essentially a uh, religious seven-a-side tournament where the Islamic side gets uh, kicked out because they won't swap sides at half-time because they're no longer facing Mecca. Like, they're the kind of (laughs) jokes that you couldn't get away with now, that the
3: PC police would be up in arms. I don't know. I think probably um, people of the Islamic faith wouldn't have a problem with it. like, you can't really be offended on behalf of somebody else. Yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised that does happen. I'm uh, sure yeah. it does, happen. It does I'm happen.
2: Not saying it's right, but it does happen.
4: I was just going to say that's not the Muslims don't have a mor- uh, have a moratorium on that. That's you know that's <laughs> people of all faiths are getting upset about various things and they just shouldn't be. They should have a laugh at themselves and a laugh at the world.
2: Uh, Australian humor is often about taking the piss and it's usually out of yourself or somebody else. I don't know if that phrase translates, but usually when you're taking the piss, it's done in a loving kind of way. It's not done in usually a malicious kind of way. Is that a similar Irish
1: type tradition? Yeah, no, that's that is very much very much Irish humor is uh, we call it slagging, basically. Okay. You you do it to your friends. I mean, my friends will, you know, they they, they they will they will really tear strips off me. They will slag me for for you know for everything from from being balls to being old to whatever. <laughs> um, and I don't mind. But if someone I didn't know said the same things, I would be very angry, very upset.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: it it, it is it it is a sign of respect that you will pick on someone that, you know, and say terrible things about them. I mean, horrible things to their face. And they end up laughing because they know that it's done out of love.
3: I I read just recently, because I'm trying to catch up to all these guys, that um, in the first season of The Goodies, Mary Whitehouse, who was quite famous, I think, in Britain at the time for being the arbiter of good taste and uh, video nasties and things, thought The Goodies was a very wholesome show. And they took great offense to that <laughs> and tried to deliberately upset her. And they finally got that effect when they had Tim Brooke Taylor wearing some underpants with a carrot on them. In uh, the Saturday
1: Night Fever show, yeah. Yes, yes.
3: that's it. Oh yes,
1: very good. have a like you know,
3: encyclopedic knowledge of the Goody Show. Only of some Google. episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was. It was. Uh, Mary White was part of the, the National Viewers and Listeners Association, who took it upon themselves to decide what other people could or should be watching. So and, in, in, uh, in
3: conservative of yeah. Ireland, was, was the goodies ever considered to be a bit, you know, risqué or was it always oh, pretty safe there?
1: I, I think it was relatively safe. Hmm. Um, I, I actually can't recall, and I've been trying to remember this, if they were ever broadcast on our national channels here, or do we just, just get the BBC uh, broadcast? But I think in general, the goodies were considered to be rude and silly, but not offensive. Yeah. Um, I, this, I this, seem this, to remember
0: yeah. that they um, a lot of these episodes were edited for the the, the earlier audience, the the younger audience, the, particularly wow, the, yeah, the frontal nudity be. and so on was taken out. Yeah, um, certainly, certainly in Australia, Australia wasn't it? yeah, definitely about. in Australia. But we never saw any mm. of the uh, the full frontal yeah, nude. I, I certainly would have I remembered that. Go back and watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm prepared mm. to go back and watch it. For the frontal nudity. <laughs> but to, uh, Take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If people aren't allowed to be silly, then what's the point of life? I mean, that's what I do. Uh, A lot of my writing is just daft jokes and silly puns and and silly posters and and stuff like that. Combining movies like I did with The Goodies and the ET poster. And I I get a lot of that sense of humour from from The Goodies. So uh, if you can't do that...
4: That's one of the enduring things about Tim is even through his whole life, he kept that humour. He kept having fun with it, he kept being silly. Yeah. Which that sound clip of him um, singing girlfriend in a coma to tiptoe through the tulips. I mean if it, you can't get sillier than that.
1: It's I had great. never
0: heard that before and I nearly wet myself i laughed laugh so yeah. hard at that.
1: That was hilarious. The same period that I only heard about it the day he died and it was it was just brilliant. Mm. Pure gold.
4: Yeah I, think I mean the, what's made um,
1: him's passing
3: a bit painful for all of us too is that um because it was of coronavirus and which the whole world is going through we kind of you know this it it didn't just pass away of 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 this or that it it passed away of something that's very topical and on all the news channels and is currently controlling our very lives I think that's one of the reasons apart from the fact that we loved him really hit so hard and united people I think it was because he
0: was probably the first major celebrity to die of um of this virus.
4: Corona is attacking attacking so many older people, um, disproportionately so. And when you when you hear that Tim's been carried off by it, you think, hang on, Tim's not old. Yeah. You know, because yeah, he wanted, he's forever in your 87? head. Yeah. Same age uh, as he's seventy nine he was. Uh,
0: 79. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. you, you always remember him as that young man in the in the, yeah, the Union yeah. Jack
1: coat, the Jack coat. Oh, and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. land of hope and glory. In his,
2: hu- <laughs> in his heart, he was always young. Yeah. And even yes, though physically yes. he was 79, yeah. he always kept that youthful yeah. attitude. There's yeah, video I of him um,
0: going character. around at the uh, some some Comic Con or something you attended in February this year and he still had the twinkle in his eye and he was still sharp as a tack and um, yeah. still had that, that craziness about him that, um, that we all sort of grew up and loved.
4: Well, I watched a video a video interview with Tim Graham and Bill, um, which was filmed 12, 18 months ago. And they're this, they were the same, they were these older men, but mm. you hear their voices, the voices are the same, the humor's the same and are, are as sharp as they always were and you think hold on what happened they're trapped in old bodies there yeah. we go yeah. got it yeah. out
0: very very much <laughs> like we uh, <laughs> myself
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, a good way of putting it i still think of myself as being around 17 or so and when i look in the mirror i go ah yeah no not 17 <laughs> or at least not 17 in the human years <laughs> <laughs>
4: My so, friend's grandma says that's why your eyesight fails as you get older because you don't want to see what's in the <laughs> room.
1: That's very good. Yes. Oh, okay. Self <laughs> so protection. So Paul <laughs> Paul was
0: lucky enough to see the goodies live when they came out here to us oh, right. um, a couple right, of two times. occasions.
2: So, yeah, did you wanna a little bit about that, Paul? Uh, the, the first time I saw them was at the State Theatre and that was all three of them. And one of my fondest memories from that time is giving a lot of the behind the scenes type things, like explaining, okay, look at this scene very carefully. And there's one where I think it's a Kit and Kong episode where they do it shot by shot when Tim's being dragged along the green. <laughs> yeah. And I think you know where it's going. Oh, to. Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. Turd in front of him and they realised that Tim's got to go over the turd and it's something that I've never really paid attention to before and they explained it shot by shot and they showed the still motion It's like that was fascinating. The other aspect that I do remember is um, the gunfight at the OK Corral. Oh. And you remember the famous scene with all the ketchup or the tomato sauce and they're squirting each other and they're acting like guns. And if you look very, very carefully, Graham's got this padding on him. So when he falls over, he's not going to hurt himself and actually falls over on the opposite side where the padding is not. And I can remember they did a lot of these kind of things, to show, okay, this is what we planned and this is what happens, you know, and all those kind of things that you would not know unless they pointed out to you. The second time I saw them was at a theatre in Parramatta and it was just the two of them, Bill Oddie didn't come. And what was different about that show compared to the one at the State Theatre is it was more of kind of like a sketch and gag type night than rather them going back to what happened on the goodies and their show. So, I mean, it was a totally different experience. Uh, I, they didn't make too many goodies references, but they did hang around for a bit of Q and A at the end, and that made it all worthwhile.
0: Actually, here's uh, Barnaby coming in right now. Sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, to
2: hey. hey, Barnaby. Oh, Hello, Barnaby. Hello. Hello.
3: <laughs> hey.
0: hey. 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 He just hey.
3: in the middle of a poo story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how are you, Barnaby? Thanks for joining us. That's all right. I'm fine. I'm I'm getting used to this uh, video conferencing lark.
4: (laughs) Yes, so are we. So, So are we all.
0: Thanks for listening to our first episode of A Walk in the Black Forest, the goodies podcast. If you'd like to contact our guest, Mike, and why wouldn't you? Apparently you can just Google awesome and he'll come up. You can find Mike on Facebook at Michael Owen Carroll, that's C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Or you can go to his website at MichaelOwenCarroll.com to find out about everything he does. All we ask is that you drop Mike a line, then go out and buy every book that he's ever written. You can find Mike's work at MikeOwenCarroll.com or wherever books are sold. We'd like to thank Mike very much for joining us tonight. If you like what you heard, hang around and have a listen to our second episode where we feature the illustrious Barnaby Eaton-Jones, a world-renowned actor, author, musician, writer, producer, and one of the hardest-working performers in the industry. Please join us for our next episode of A Walk in the Black Forest, the goodies podcast.